0: Welcome to Encounter. We want nothing more than to help you find and follow Jesus. If you're a college student in Central Illinois, join us Monday nights, ISU's campus. We'd love to see you there.
1: Glad to see all of you tonight. Um, before I dig in. Uh, Like, I do do not take for granted the privilege it is to be able to walk with you guys for a school year, and I know some of you are way newer than that, and some of you are older than that, but, um, I mean, Encounter will go on next year. Like, we have lots of cool stuff that will be planned, but it won't be this group. It's a really, really bizarre and unique thing to have a group like this that, that changes, and so I've been struck today. I mean, we sat down with the seniors before we came over here, and we're talking with them and uh, it just—I don't—seriously, I do not take for granted, granted the privilege that it is to walk with you guys in this season, to have a teaching voice in your life through this season. Um, I truly hope with all my heart that the gospel has taken root more in your life, that it's not just about encounter or encounters activities or, I mean, or whatever else you have going on. I hope that the love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ— has transformed you, is transforming you, beyond this place will transform you, will transform the others around you. If it's not, if we're not doing that together, then we're not doing it right, because that's the thing. That's the thing that sits at the heart of all of this. And so tonight, um, I don't have we, have, we have too much other cool stuff, so I don't really have a full uh, sermon prepped for you tonight, more of, more of a sermonette I've got for you. But one last time, uh, we're going to do the Lord's Prayer together. So say this with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Beautiful. Well, let me jump way back, like eight weeks back, because in the very beginning of this series, I talked a little bit about what the Lord's Prayer is, but maybe some of you weren't around, or maybe you've forgotten since then. Luke actually, this is the the section from Matthew that we're studying, Matthew 6. Luke actually gives us a a little more flavor of what's happened here, because the disciples come to Jesus and they say, Hey, we want to know how to pray. Teach us how to pray. And Jesus says, Sure. And he launches into the Lord's Prayer. And so this is a response. The Lord's Prayer is a response from Jesus when the, dis- when the disciples say, teach us how we should pray. This is his answer. But he doesn't say, pray this. He says, and this is very important, one little word, pray like this. In other words, I'm going to give you a model that you, can, that you can pray. He does it without hesitation, even without explanation. He's like, yeah, you can pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we've talked, too, maybe the version of this prayer that you've heard is a little more uh, Elizabethan English. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Well, that, that comes from the King James language that was done in like the 1500s, okay? So this is slightly updated. But even so, it's become so popular that even the ESV kept a word like hallowed, even though we don't use that word very often. But here's what's crazy, and this is the part that we're going to get at tonight. These two little parts at the end, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever, amen, are super interesting. Because if you go to your Bible, I'm not a betting man, but I would bet that it's not in there in Matthew 6. It would be if you had a King James Bible, but it is probably not in yours, and here's the reason why. Um, Because... That we We get all of our New Testament texts from the Greek manuscripts, and we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. We have tons of copies of the New Testament. And we believe that the older those copies get, the more reliable they are. So when the King James Bible was released, most of the Greek copies that we had had this line in them. But when the scholars found older texts, it did not have that in there. And so that would be why your copies do not have that in there today. Now, why does that matter? You say, wait a minute, that's not actually in the Bible? Well, it is. It just comes from a place you might not expect. It comes from 1 Chronicles 29 11 that says this, "'Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all.'" So what we believe happened was in the early church, they would pray Jesus' prayer, the Lord's prayer, like aloud together, and maybe sing it too. They're probably, they put it to music and they did all of that stuff. And they grabbed this particular scripture and put it at the end of that in what they were reciting as a congregation. And that became so popular that when scribes started, you know, making copies of the New Testament, they kind of kept the the later copies of that had that in there. Does that make sense? I could talk about this stuff all night because it fascinates me. But some of you are like, all right, what (laughs) what does this have to do with anything? But that's the reason why it's in there. It's the reason why it's in there is because these scribes later on had added this. This is a a prayer for centuries and centuries and centuries across every language that the Church of Jesus has been praying together. And so whether that was in the original Greek or not, in the original place in Matthew 6, I want you to see here that it's biblical. This is the the verse from 1 Chronicles that we have. Now, what do we do with this language that says pray like this? Pray like this. Well, we begin to see this prayer, as a model for us to pray. And that's why we've been going through it line by line. Our Father who art in heaven. So there's this idea of, uh, there's a sense of intimacy with God as well as community. Holy is your name. God, you are like nothing else. You're pure and you are perfect and you are powerful. In each step of this prayer, God is giving us a pattern that we can lean into and pray. And when I was, uh, a long time ago, when I was probably in high school, Somebody told me that the acronym that you could remember, like the Lord's Prayer Through, was ACTS, A-C-T-S. We Christians love acronyms, okay? And so, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, Supplication. Meaning that those are the ways when I sit down to pray, adoration can be the first part. I give worship to God. I can give praise to him. Confession can be the second part. God, examine my heart. Where do you need to work in me? Thanksgiving can come after that. Man, God, thank you for all these blessings that I see in my life. And we can finish with supplication. Then the supplication just means that that's when we give our requests to God. God, this is what I need. This is what I'm asking of you, Okay. And so that's not a bad one, but let me tell you something that's kind of funny, speaking of Christians who like acronyms. I wrote, I just, I typed into Google because I was looking, trying to remember if I was remembering adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication correctly. I typed in Lord's Prayer Acronyms, and all of these came up, okay? (laughs) These are just models that people have created to help you think about how to pray through the Lord's Prayer. There's pray, praise, repent, ask, and yield. There's alter, adore, love, thank, ask, receive. There's heart, honor God, examine yourself, ask for help, request for others, thank God. I don't know, they're all great. I don't have a complaint against any of them. They're intended just to be a mnemonic device to help you walk through that prayer and pray like this. This is supposed to be a help for you, friends, not just a study of the prayer of God. Jesus is saying, hey, pray like this. So I'm asking you, how do you want to do that? How do you want to lean in in your summer and your next fall and pray like this? To come in worship of the living God each morning and say, God, I I need to confess how amazing you are. And I need to confess some things that are going in my, on in my heart that are not so amazing. And these are models that you can look to that just help you remember. But all they're intended to be, they're just mnemonic devices that push you toward that. Well, let me give you a small one of my own. It's not, it's not that witty, not nearly that witty. I would say this, that the beginning, it's just two. The beginning of the Lord's Prayer starts with Worship. It starts with worship. There's a focus on God and his eternal characters and his, who he is. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done. Do you hear that language? On earth as it is in heaven. So there's this sense right in the beginning of Jesus's prayer of let me turn my attention on how big the God of the universe is, on his eternal qualities. He is so forgiving and he is so loving and he's all knowing and all seeing. you can't you can't slip anything past him. And that injustice in the world that makes you so angry, he's seen it. He knows it. He hasn't overlooked it. He understands it. It makes him more angry than it makes you. Do you understand that? This is the scope of the God of the universe. And in the Lord's prayer Jesus says, "Begin there." Begin with worship. Turn your attention to him. Who he is, what he's done, his kingdom and how vast it is. I mean, you think that your world is is big. 25,000 students on this campus and the stuff that you got going on in your family back in the suburbs or wherever that is, like, you guys, God looks out at our planet and sees the church who's crying out in Ukraine right now and knows the mothers in Russia who have lost their kids in this war and knows the parents who have lost their kids who starved to death yesterday in Africa and knows the people who are praying for their future in the Philippines. Like, none of those things are lost to him. Way larger than your world and my world. Carries a lot of concerns on his shoulders. And we begin in prayer by recognizing him, his power, his scope, his kingdom, his authority, his character. And the beautiful thing is, when we get that right, when we begin to focus on that, worship can lead to trust. We get into the rest of the parts of this prayer that Jesus prays the, for provision. You know, God, give me today that my daily bread. I mean, that's like, I, God, you know I need money. Like, I need money to eat and this other stuff. God, help. I, I need provision, God. Would you, would you bring that? That's an okay thing to pray. God, you know what that I'm struggling with forgiving another person, or I'm struggling with receiving forgiveness from you. I carry uh, just an awkward sense of shame all the time in my life. God, I need to let that go. God, I need deliverance from evil. God, I'm overcome by temptation. These are the things where we're obsessed with us. Really, this is my world. (laughs) And, And if you look at the pattern of jesus's prayer it goes from adoration of god and his power and his scope and who he is To then me being able to to lay out in front of the god of the universe god here are my concerns Here's this friendship that i'm struggling with here's this class that I don't know how to pass Here are my questions about my major here are my family relationships And i'm just here to tell you tonight. This is the simple truth. I got to give you If you get those out of order then prayer can become a very self-obsessed thing where it's just about delivering a laundry list of the things that I'm angry about, upset about, worried about, stressed about. You guys, your stuff is not put in its proper context until you get, you get a slight sense of how grand the God of the universe is. And then when you're able to turn back to some of these other prayers, they're, put in, they're, they're calibrated the right way. They're put in their proper context. Maybe they don't feel as overwhelming as they did when you started praying. Worship leads to trust because the focus begins with him. We turn our attention to him and not just to ourselves. That's the pattern I see in Jesus' prayer. If we don't focus on him first, we become self-obsessed. Now, here's the other thing I want to encourage you with. I know that the the cultural view of prayer we have is like, here's your bed, and I get down on my knees, and I fold my hands, and they all have to be interlocked just like this. I can't, like, separate them or anything, and I sit and I close my eyes like this. You guys, I'm talking about worship that can look like any. It can look like that. That's great. I'm not looking down my nose at you if you pray like that. But I know people who absolutely, like, worship for them as hopping in a kayak and sitting on a river and looking at God's creation unfolding in front of them, or taking a walk on campus, and looking at every person who is made in the image of God who's walking by them. I know people that sitting and meditating in the scriptures and seeing how big and true, how God's truth has just been permanent through centuries. It's just like that's, that's worship to them. That can look so many different ways. It can, listening to, to worship music, feel free to experiment on what that first part looks like for you how to to understand God's grandeur. It could be journaling. It could be sitting with a journal and writing out your thoughts. But remember, I think this shift, starting with him, his character, his power, and then once it's in its proper context, saying, all right, God, you know these needs. Here they are. Here's what I'm struggling with. This is what this looks like for me. What a beautiful thing to put our needs into context and for him to calibrate us. You need it. I need it. So, I'm going to ask you just that question. How is prayer going to be a part of your summer? Because it's important. I mean, promises all over Scripture. James 5, our prayers offered in faith can make sick people well. Like, prayers matter. They do things. First John five fourteen, if we ask anything aligned to his will, it is heard. And I believe that to live out what we've been talking about all year, the, the greatest commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor is yourself, daily you need to be calibrating yourself like this. And I would argue for all of you, I'm not really a morning person, but I truly think for all of us, this is our first thought of the day. This is what it looks like. How do I open my mind to who the God of the universe is and his character, and how do I set my problems in the context of that for a new day? If you don't have a rhythm like that, you are not calibrating your day. You're not. You're waking up and just hoping that whatever arrows come at you don't hit you because you don't have any armor on. That's what you're living in. And I'm asking you to lean into this now and build those rhythms into your life this summer. Now, if you'll notice, because I and this is I I got a cup just one or two more things to say, and then I I need to be done for the other stuff we got going tonight. Um, some of you may say in this context, well, I don't know, this stuff about prayer we've been talking about or this stuff about the greatest commandment, it seems awfully vague They're simple. Like you're just telling me to worship and trust? That's what I came here for tonight? We spent the whole year talking about love God, love people? How do we even do that? That's so simple. Um, you guys, God has a way of focusing in on the big principles that we need to get a hold of, and he actually leaves the application and the specifics that come out of that to this life that we live with each other led by the Holy Spirit. So let me give you an example. In my marriage with Joe, there's all kinds of decisions that we need to make. There's all kinds of stuff that we're doing all the time. How am I supposed to be a good husband to her? I don't know. I don't know. You guys, nobody ever showed me. Seriously, I didn't grow up necessarily with that. My, I, I did not come from a, what you would call like a traditional Christian home. And so what does it mean for a Christian man to love his wife? Well, I look in Scripture, and what do I see? I see principles. I see Paul saying, hey, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, his bride, and gave himself up for her. So God tells me the way that I'm supposed to love my wife is sacrificially. That's that's the way I'm supposed to love as a husband. That's not very specific. Okay, so Because when I start to ask questions about that, well, are we supposed to do like a devotional together? Are we supposed to read a book together? Are we supposed to pray together once a day, once a week, twice a week? What is it supposed to look like, God? He says, Ben, love your wife sacrificially the way I love the church and gave myself up for her. I say, okay. And I get to lean in in my life of faith and do that. And I'll tell you, sometimes I'll try something, and it's like, well, I don't know that that was it. And then we try other things, and we're like, all right, well, we'll, this is what it means to live a life of faith and lean into the specifics on the principles that God has given me to try to figure out how to be a Christian husband and a a Christian dad and how to be a campus minister. And if you're waiting for the specifics on what that is, I just want to tell you, that's what a life of faith is. It's to take these big principles of how do I build worship and trust into my daily rhythms and how do I live out a life where loving God with my heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving others as myself is like inhaling and exhaling for me. How do I do that? And the moment I believe that you turn around to God and say, God, I don't know how to do that. How do I do that? He's like, let's go. Let's go. But I'm asking you To lean into it. Peter says it this way to us. Such a great word given to us in 2 Peter. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he's given us great and precious promises, These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. In other words, Peter's telling me, hey Ben, God has given you everything that you need to be a godly husband, whether you think you know it or not. He's (laughs) telling me, Make every effort to respond to those promises. So I'm pleading with you tonight, friends. In a life of prayer, which you should lean into, not out of some religious obligation, but because it's going to bring life to you and connect you to God, begin in worship. And that will lead you to a place of trust where you can surrender things to Him. And I think you begin to understand what it means to live a life where you are loving God with your heart, soul, mind, strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Now, I'm going to hand uh, tonight off to Phil, who's going to come out here. Because we have some more lessons to learn tonight, but they're coming from our seniors.
2: Yeah? All right. All right. You don't have to. Thank you for clapping. That was very kind. Hey, um, tonight is uh, maybe one of the coolest nights, the coolest things we get to do here as a ministry. And maybe one of the hardest things we get to do as a ministry. There is a tension that we sit in um, as staff, as campus ministers, as students. Um, that this place is temporary. Okay, and again, it's one of the most beautiful things that we do, one of the most hardest things that we do. And there is in that tension the the difficulty is because we spend years investing. We spend years um, allowing. God to be pressed deep into our lives. Uh, We spend years growing and learning and surrendering um, to then be launched. And I, I was the missions director here for a really long time. And the idea that every year we get to launch out and counter our little corner of the kingdom we get to launch out our own missionaries every year it was one of the coolest things um, about this job for me and uh, part of uh, the the verse that that points me to that consistently um, is the Great Commission I, and most of us in here have heard that uh, but if you haven't heard that want to and even if you haven't want want you to listen into this version this version comes from the ISV the International Standard Version and here's what it says it says therefore As you go, disciple people in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you, and remember I am with each of you and every day until the end of the age. And the way that this starts is a little bit different than other versions because this, instead of just saying go, this says, therefore, as you go. So there is an assumption here in this translation that we are all on a journey, that in our life we are continuously going. And this little time that you have here at college, uh, that is the posture that we get to take with you, understanding that as you go, you will go and you will disciple people of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And for that little time that we have with you, we're leaning in. We're investing, we're pressing Jesus deep. And I hope that you sitting here in, in this auditorium tonight have, have been the recipient of that from somebody else in this room or somebody else that has come before you. And so tonight, as we, as we celebrate the seniors who are being launched out tonight um, in this next step of the journey as they go, I want you to listen to that, listen to the words that they, ha- that they are saying about their experience here in the context that Jesus was pressed deep in their life for this season, and as they were going, and as they were growing, they're going to continue to go and to grow, and so tonight, I'm going to invite the seniors that were able to be with us um, at Hay Seniors right before this, and uh, I'm going to go ahead, and just set the stage first before I invite you up. This is going to be a messy, uh, just process, and I'm going to invite you all into the messiness of this. We have a tight stage with instruments and chords, seniors, don't mess that up, please, but, y'all, uh, let's welcome the seniors up. You can use either, um, either stair here. Bring your paper that you filled out earlier, and come on up, y'all. To make a line. This is going to be packed, so... Okay, yeah, we might need to make like a little double line possibly. Taller people maybe let somebody short stand in front of them. No no offense to anyone, okay? It didn't seem like this much at the campus house, right? All right, so to set you guys up with what we're doing tonight and to remind y'all what y'all are doing tonight, like 20 to 30 seconds, right? They promised me, guys. They they brought some thoughts down on a piece of paper um, about their experience here. So as we listen to them, um, again, in the context of them going in their journey, here's a little snapshot of their journey here. People on either end of the speakers, I'm just going to have you just like, you know, yeah, yeah, just so, you know, feedback, all that stuff, okay? We're set up. We're fancy here.
0: Cool. Uh, my name is Matthew Walker. Uh, I transferred in as a as a junior, so I've only been here for like two years. But uh, I came here uh, from a church family, so I was like excited to grow in my faith at Encounter. Um, and I'm definitely leaving grown um, with more connections and more friends and, you know, lessons of intentionality and stuff like that. Um, Encounter has really pressed, or Jesus uh, through Encounter has really pressed even my life through like the mission trips I've gone in with Encounter. Um, and then after this, I'll be taking the gospel to uh, the corner of the world as most likely like a sales rep in Nashville uh, where my family's at. So, I'm Lizzie. Um, I came here uh, as a junior uh, looking for just a God community and looking for more friends. And I'm leaving with a lot of deep friendships and that are important (laughs) to me. And Jesus was pressed deep into my life by going on missions trips and through my small group. And I'll be taking the gospel to graduate school at Western. My name is Bailey, and I came here lonely, lost, and without hope. And I'm leaving here redeemed in every single part of my life. And Jesus was pressed deep into my life with my friends, those who discipled me, and the New York mission trip. And I will be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as a student teacher in first grade in Elgin. My name is Ella. I came here lonely, and I'm leaving encouraged. Jesus was pressed deep into my life through small groups and community. And I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as a pediatric speech-language pathologist. My name's Maddie, I came here anxious and lonely. I'm leaving known and loved. Jesus was pressed deep into my life through discipleship relationships and small group and I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world in an ER in Florida. Hi guys, my name is Kara and I came here um, also as a transfer student, really hopeful for what the Lord was gonna do um, during my time here at college. And I'm leaving just in awe of the faithfulness of the Lord um, because I now see the plan that he had for me all along. Um, it's really come to fruition, which has been awesome to see. And he's, Jesus has been pressed deep into my life through the discipleships and the conversations that I've been able to have with my friends who have turned into family here. And I'll be taking the gospel with me um, as I head to St. Louis to do my dietetic internship rotations. Woo! Hi, I'm Magdalene Marie. Most of you know me as Maggie. Um, I came here a burden holden, anxious, closed-off train wreck. Um, I'm leaving with the power and the full freedom of grace and working towards it for myself and others. Um, Jesus was pressed deep into my life by finding Jesus through the Christ-centered community, through Belong, mission trips, you name it, um, Taken gospel to the my corner of the world as a student teacher in the Northwest Burbs. My name is Jackson Brunner, and I came here lost, grieving deep insecurities, uh, feeling like less of a human being, energetic, bright smiled, and grieving the loss of dropping out of college and quitting the baseball team.
2: I'm leaving on fire for the Lord, renewed deep friendships, brighter smiled and for God to lead me, and delighted. Jesus was pressed deep into my life by Zach Markopoulos. He has seen every shade of Jackson, and has helped me more than words can express. And I will be taking the gospel to my
0: corner of the world as a full-time ministry worker. Thank you, guys. Thank God. My name is Christiana. I came here insecure and in desperate need of community. I'm leaving confident in the Lord and blessed by deep friendships. Jesus was pressed deep into my life by discipleship relationships and challenges to really make my faith my own. I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world, or not really my corner of the world, but to Senegal West Africa to be an English teacher. Um, My name is Celeste Anderson. Um, I came here anxious and a hot mess, like Maggie said. Um, I'm leaving here content. Um, Jesus was deb- pressed deep into my life by my discipleship group, Anna Fralick and Emma Kovar, and I will be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as a speech-language pathology grad student at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. Hi, my name is Emily. Um, I came here with one foot in the world, and I am leaving with hands wide open to what uh, God's going to do next. Jesus was pressed deep into my life in all the spaces here, discipleship, mission strips, and all the spaces in between, and I'll be taking the gospel to this corner of the world as an intern here at Encounter. All right, with an assistance right here. All right, so my name is Vinny. I came to Encounter, uh, lost, unsure, as a transfer student. I was living one foot in, one foot out, and I was kind of a barely a believer in Christ, and now I'm leaving as a follower. I have a purpose and with a changed heart and mind. And Jesus was pressed deep into my life through early morning or late night, depending on who you are, uh, retreat conversations, uh, lunches with close friends, and friends that turned into family who encouraged my walk with Jesus. And I will also be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as an intern. Yeah! Hi, I'm Hannah. Um, I came here nervous and desperately wanting control. Um, And I'm leaving, still nervous, um, but really grateful for the impact of the gospel and a greater understanding of why it's important and why it matters and how it changes my life. Um, Jesus was pressed deep into my life through discipleship relationships that made me feel known. And I also will be taking the gospel to my corner of the world here as an intern next year.
2: Um, Hi, my name is Jessica. I came here nervous and scared, and I'm leaving inspired and encouraged to continue to live my life with Christ in everything I do.
0: Uh, Jesus was pressed deep into my life by my small group and went to
2: retreat. And I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as a step-down nurse at Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital.
0: Hi, I'm Olivia. Um, I came here not knowing, as a freshman, not knowing who I was in Christ. Um, and I'm leaving here full of gratitude for knowing what Christ's love feels like, from the love that I've experienced here. Um, Jesus pressed deep in my life through mission trips and discipleships and retreats, just everything in between. And I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as a librarian. I'm getting my master's in library information sciences at U of I. Hi, everybody. My name is Micah. I came here unsure, but I'm leaving as someone who trusts in the Lord's plans. Uh, Jesus was pressed deep into my life by those who discipled me and the students that were in discipleship with me. And I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as a registered dietitian. But first, I'm going to Disney World for six months. Hey, guys. My name is John. I entered Encounter uh, just feeling busy and stressed. And now I'm leaving uh, with freedom uh, to invest in the kingdom. Uh, Jesus was pressed deep into my life at Winter Retreat. Uh, Randy's talks on love uh, reinvented my identity Uh, and drew me closer into God's love for me. Uh, I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as an MBA student, and while I'm still praying for God's direction on my career, uh, I have an inclination that I'll be serving the Lord's chicken as a Chick-fil-A operator. Um, Hi, I'm Eileen. Um, I came here discouraged. I'm leaving fulfilled, encouraged, grateful. Jesus was pressed deep into my life um, by the May mission trip, a small group, and discipleship, and I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as a pediatric gen pulp nurse at Lurie's in Chicago. Hey, my name is Jake. Uh, I came here feeling lonely. I'm leaving feeling surrounded by God's people and his love. Uh, Jesus was pressed deeply into my life through my discipleships, small groups, uh, service teams, so many different individuals. Uh, and I'll be taking my, uh, the gospel to my corner of the world as a software engineer at State Farm. Hi, um, I'm Sierra. Uh, I came to ISU as a freshman, but to encounter um, about a year ago. Um, when I got to ISU, I was feeling very lost and alone and I'm now leaving very thankful and faithful. Um, Jesus was pressed deep into my life by the long haul and all of the friends that I made there and since. And I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world um, here in Bloomington Normal as a social worker.
2: Hey everyone, my name is Cameron. Uh, I. I came here seeking a God-loving community and students with a servant's heart. After transferring, uh, my freshman year was a pretty rough year. Um, I'm leaving with a revived faith, on fire for Jesus and the gospel, and a heart ready for mission to pour into others wherever I end up. Um, Jesus was pressed deep into my life by my small group this year especially, amazing uh, worship and Monday nights, and several mission trips that I've gotten to be a part of and i'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world either as a business professional or in the disney college program
0: hey guys i'm josh i came here <laughs> i came here as a junior and as a runaway i'm leaving knowing that i have a father and a community that not only can I run toward them, but they'll run with me. Jesus was pressed into my life by summer encounters, summer encounter volleyball, worship nights, and baptisms at the Chaus, including my own. I'm, I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as an ICU nurse at Northwestern Del Norte in Geneva, Illinois. All right. My name is Win Turney, and I came. No oh, thanks, God. <laughs> I came here looking for Christian community. I transferred here fall of 21 as a junior. I knew about Encounter through Little Galley, so I wanted to find them. I'm leaving here with a great group of pals, and my faith straightened. Straightened. I can't speak today. All right, Jesus was pressed deep in my life by Long Haul 22, small groups I've been in, all of them I've been in was great, and winter retreats, and I'll be taking the gospel to my corner of the world as a guy working in ag retail operations and farming and anything agriculture. Hello, uh, my name is Sam, I came in, thank you, that one person. (laughs) <laughs> um, I came into Encounter very lonely my sophomore year, and if I'm being honest, I am leaving scared and nervous for what my future is and a little hurt by situations that's happened in my life, but I know that through God that everything's going to turn out fine, and through people at Encounter, I can lean on that, and they've supported me through a lot, and I'm going to do that through teaching music in Peoria. So I'm still around. Hello. Uh, my name is Luke. Um, I, I've been going to encounter uh, ever since my freshman year, but really only got involved uh, until my junior year. Um, I came here honestly feeling like really alone and just seeking a good community um, and new friends. And I came here not really, like, considering myself a Christ follower. Um, Now I'm leaving, like, renewed in my faith and ready to share what God um, is doing and uh, will do in my life. Um, And uh, Jesus was pressed deep into my life by Witcher Retreat 2022 where I was baptized and by the long haul, which was, um, I I viewed that as, like, a turning point in in my, my faith. Um, and also just like uh, a really good community that I can always be like open and honest with. Um, and uh, since I don't have a job um, really lined up yet, I'm just um, taking the gospel into um, really learning like or figuring out what I am doing um, with uh, these next few years of my life. And um, just learning how to trust God's plan for me. Yeah.
2: All right. Is that everyone down there? Hey, um, I'm going to talk to you guys first, and I'm going to talk to them, okay? I hope you all heard a pattern. Uh, Their lives were changed because they opened up their lives. They allowed the Lord to change their lives by stepping in. Jesus was pressed deep through discipleships, through trips, through friends, through retreats. Um, And, y'all, this is not a, hey, get plugged into encounter. This is a, hey, open up your heart to Jesus, and he will change your life. If there are people in this room um, that feel, that cannot identify with what they are saying yet, that's okay, you still got time. Let their words encourage you. Let their words push you into pressing deeper into what Jesus has planned for you. Um, while you're here. Um, And also, I want you to hear, this stage is filled with people from all different giftings, all different majors, all different plans for moving forward. There are grad students, there are are business people, there are ministry workers and teachers and nurses. Um, Y'all, God has incredible, incredible plans for your life. Let their faithfulness as they're standing up here be encouragement to you to finish strong in whatever that looks like for you. Y'all on the stage, and you guys can listen in on this. You are standing up here as fruits of people who have gone before you. We say it sometimes here that we get to stand on the shoulders of thousands of college students, of people who have given of their time and their efforts um, to press Jesus deep here on the college campuses of, uh, of Bloomington Normal. So tonight, we get to say thank you for doing the same thing. Tonight, you get to leave, and we get to stand on your shoulders moving forward. And so um, tonight, we send you off as the best missionaries we could ever send off. In your own little corners, remember that you have a place here that is cheering you on. Remember, you have a place here who believes in you, even when you don't believe in yourself. Remember, you have a Lord that's faithful. Just like he, just like he's been faithful to you the last two, three, four years, um, and so tonight, y'all, this is what we're celebrating. We're celebrating the faithfulness of the Lord, um, and looking forward into an excitement of how God's going to continue to reveal His faithfulness through y'all and through y'all. And so tonight, here's how we're going to celebrate that. I am in a second. I'm going to bring just a few more people up, um, but I want to. I want you all to continue just standing here for for a minute as I do that, um, almost as a line of support, okay? Now, I'm going to bring up Josh and Megan up here. Can I bring those two up as well? All right, so seniors are going to stay up here for a minute as a line of support. I'm going to stand in between you because I like you guys. Um, For those of you who don't know, Josh and Megan are second year um, interns, which means that they are finishing up two long years of investment into this place. Um, Some of you might not have ever met these two. Um, You probably met Megan. Um, And Josh too, let's be real. Um, (laughs) um, But here's what you might not, here's what you might not see. Um, You might not see. Um, the late nights that these two are up um, praying for you guys. Um, what you might not see are the early mornings of prep, of um, of devotion, of making sure that they're, they're walking right with the Lord in their lives so that they can serve you. Um, you might not see the meetings where they're crying tears over you um, in your walk with the Lord. Um, these two are some of the most faithful people we've ever seen here. Um, a lot of your lives have been impacted because of their faithfulness, maybe even without you knowing. And so I don't, I, I don't say this to, to glorify them in any way, but I say this um, in order to encourage you that, um, that as we stand on people's shoulders, um, we get to open ourselves up for other people to stand on ours. And so tonight, y'all are standing on their shoulders as well. And so we launched them out in the same way we launched our seniors out. Um, so incredibly proud and blessed to know you, to work with you, to be friends with you, um, to learn from you, to grow with you. Um, these two are incredible missionaries for the Lord. Um, and, and I just I, there are not enough words to be able to, to anticipate the life change that's going to happen. Because of their faithfulness moving forward, and so tonight um, we celebrate seniors as well as these two um these two moving on as well um and so here's how we're gonna do that. I'm gonna invite these two and the seniors to go ahead and kind of fill this space here um, as we're gonna jump into worship. so go ahead and get off the stage, y'all um, and uh, you can fill in this bottom space and this is gonna this is gonna be a little messy, like I said, y'all, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just wait, wait for them to get off. It's gonna take a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Josh, uh, you guys can say if you would like. What up? Um. <laughs> thank you. Um.
0: I just want to say I believe in you guys so much like oh my gosh it's so cool being like standing here and being in this position but I just look at you guys and I'm so inspired um yeah like I just I'm moving forward just knowing that you guys are going to keep doing amazing things and you guys inspire me so much so um I get so I'm uh I'm moving and, well, I'm not moving. I'm (laughs) staying here. I'm I'm staying in Bloomington Normal, um, and I'm going to be working for an organization called Project Oz, being a homeless youth specialist. So it's going to be awesome. Hi, I'm Megan. Um, I will be living in Bloomington, but I'm going to be teaching high school math in Pontiac, Illinois, and c- coaching JV girls basketball.
2: All right. Hey, those of you here in the middle, y'all can spread out a little bit. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, first of all, I want, I just want to be able to like, look at y'all and just tell you that I'm proud of you. Okay. On behalf of of our staff, on behalf of our ministry family. I wish I could just like take each of you by the shoulders and tell you that I'm proud of you. Um, but no, that's my heart. We're proud of you and we love you and we'll always be on your side. We'll always be with you. We'll always be for you, even if that is hard to feel. And you also have a family behind you that, that, that shares those sentiments. So what we're going to do is we're going to take and we're going to pray for them and we're going to sing one last song of worship. But what I want to do is this is going to be messy, but encourage you to, if you want to come up and you have someone special here, maybe you want to put an arm around or lay a hand on um, as we pray and send them off, feel free. You don't have to. You can sit in your seat as well. But I want to invite anybody who, who feels like they want to join the, the front up here. Go ahead, grab a person, lay a hand on someone, um, and, uh, and join me as we pray for them. And if, the, and if the group, and if y'all get stuck in the, if y'all get stuck in the aisles, that's fine. You can just lay a hand on someone in front of you as well. All right, again, yeah, if you're stuck in there, lay a hand on the person in front of you if they're cool with that. And we're going to go ahead and pray. And we're going to end in worship, or worship song here. God, I am grateful for this group. I'm grateful for this mess of people <laughs> in, in front of us, liber- literally and figuratively, You Lord. Um, without you, we're nothing. Um, but with you, Lord, um, yeah, with you, we get to experience incredible greatness. And so, Lord, I am so filled with gratitude for the life change that has happened in the group here uh, because of your faithfulness here during their time at college. Um, I'm expecting even greater things to happen as they walk with you, Lord. I pray for changed lives. I pray for people to hear the gospel for the first time through the people in this front section right here. Yeah, Lord, I pray for the kingdom to just be dramatically changed because of what happens um, as they step off these campuses. God, you were good yesterday, you're good today, and you're going to be good tomorrow. Let us, be, let us walk in life change. Uh, let us walk in light. Let us walk in the glory of your gospel uh, because of your sacrifice on the cross. Tonight, that's what we celebrate. We celebrate leaving this place with the with knowledge and understanding of the gospel because of your sacrifice. I love you. Love these people. And it's your name and your prayer. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. Find out more about Encounter and ways to get involved at isuencounter.org.